Want an NFL podcast that gives a whistle-stop tour of last week's games, the previews for this week, and all of the best betting advice on the planet? Look no further. You've found it. This is Utter Punts. 47-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer. Look at him rumble. Yes, we're back at you with a shiny, polished and downright handsome new episode. Game Week 12 is here and the Utter Punts continue to blitz the NFL conversation. Put me in, coach. I was born for this. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler of the history of the Chiefs. Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Utter Punts is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. I'm journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford. And as always, I've got two more Utter Punts alongside me. He's still looking for his teeth after the Cowboys kicked him down his throat this week in a De Niro-style shoeing on Sunday. Dave Keane joins us from Birmingham. Hello there. What happened on Sunday? Yeah. I must have been watching on a celebrity get me out of here. Blanked Don't from me. his memory. I love it. <laughs> Alongside me here in Manchester is Ravens fan, the stat man, Dan. Yeah, so if you combine the total yards from the Texans' first half and the total yards from the Jets' second half, you get a massive 12 yards from Sunday. <laughs> 12 <laughs> yards. Uh, right, cool. Uh, coming up, the big game reviews and look ahead to week 12, our utter punts of the week and... We'll help you make some money with our big bet builder. Thanks for being with us, Dave. I think I've found one of your teeth. Dave, Dave it's just here. I think I've found it. Yes, yes. Welcome along to Utter Punts. Delighted that you're here with us and delighted that we're back for another week. It's Thanksgiving week, boys. It's Thanksgiving week. Is everybody excited for Thanksgiving week in the football? Yeah, I am. It's, it's, it's just about the best slate of Thanksgiving games I can remember, I think. But the late game might be a bit iffy, but the um, you know, you know, because you get the Lions every year, you, they've, they've been trash, but actually they're quite good fun to watch. And the other five teams playing are probably going to the playoffs, so they're probably three of the best four games of the week. Uh, Dave, you excited? You look um, you look puzzled, sheepish. Yeah, sheepish. No, just yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Vikings play the Patriots when Belichick's just watched the team destroy <laughs> us to the tune of forty points to three, and has <clears throat> four days during which. I, I can't pro- properly focus on helping the Vikings to, to get any better because I'm, I'm not very well. Oh, I've got something here yeah. for you, Dave. It's uh, it's the world's smallest violin playing the world's saddest song just for you. Are you going to hum it? I'll play it for you. Do you, do you want me to play it? No, play I it if you like. Play it. Really? You want me to play it? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was oh. it. It wasn't. It was more of a harp than a violin. Yeah, it was more of a harp. But I'll take that. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to have a look ahead to uh, week twelve. We're going to have a look back at week eleven. We're going to talk about bets. We're going to do various bits and pieces. Before we start, though, we had a chat last week about who we thought the best seven team, um, seven win teams were in the NFL. Who our favourite was out of the teams that had won seven. There was some chat on the WhatsApp group about whether we should do eight win teams or seven win teams but considering the Giants lost let's do seven win teams shall we um Dan do you want to kick us off who's your favorite of the teams that have won seven so far this season 
who's my favorite? Oh, the Ravens, obviously. I mean, they're, they're cruising into form now, aren't they? Coming into the right time. Oh, I love how they put some offense together in the breakdown. Well, listen, defense wins championships, Liam. You should know that. Um, and everything's rounding to shape. You know, the running backs are all coming back to fitness. You know, we're controlling the game. The defense has rounded into form. They're the best team. But probably the Chiefs or the 49ers, right? I mean, who'd have thought that at the start of the season? Yeah, I mean, almost all of us. Uh, Dave, have you got a favourite of the teams that have won seven? Cowboys? I've got I've got a couple I want to see lose. Like Cowboys? Giants, Ravens. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about the Vikings, but we've still won eight, so we're not included in this, are we? Because, like, too many wins. Yeah, so, that's yeah, um, yeah, just too many. Too many. <laughs> just too much of a winning team. We're, we're in the top quartile quartile of <laughs> the upper teams. quartile of the top quartile yeah <laughs> yeah some something like that yeah yeah no nah, i mean the 49ers are looking pretty special jimmy garoppolo um could be the hottest free agent in football next year if he keeps up like, last weekend's form um i hope he gets paid I'd, I'd love it if he gets paid by san francisco um technically yeah. not a seven win team yeah but... well i mean you know they, they, they had till Sunday. They had Lance sort of like get injured, didn't they? Then another quarterback that you like has just been dropped as well. Then it's not oh, no. going well. No, my no, young no, quarterback no, no, no. is doing well. Um, Zach Wilson, eh? I think what's I think what is clear is that they're starting. You're starting to get that separation you get every year with the there's a there's a top six or seven teams now who are basically displaying that they're they're they're, they're heading to the playoffs quite comfortably, but barring some serious injuries. And they look in form and they're, they're sort of shaping up for a playoff run. You know, you've got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Vikings, I suppose, the Cowboys running to form, the Eagles, the Ravens, the Titans, all the teams that you thought would be there will be there. So there's some surprises. You know, the Rams are, are disappointing, the Packers are disappointing, Steelers are shit, um, and, the, and the Pats are still hanging about like a bad smell. But, you know, generally you're getting that separation out of the good teams, the really good teams, and then the... The teams that are already thinking about next year, which is good, which this time of year does to sort of separate the wheat from the chaff. If if the Pats beat us, they go seven and four. Well, they won't beat you because your your coach has got, and I quote, the 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 Thanos's gauntlet, hasn't he? So he's you're safe. That's, that's your quote. Gauntlet. That's your quote from from Sunday. It's not it's not very good at aiming it. <laughs> we aimed it directly at his own team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he got distracted. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just winked ever so briefly and just blew the Vikings up. Is that is that what happened, Dave? Yeah, I mean, probably something he ate. Bit of indigestion. <laughs> caught him at the wrong moment. <laughs> just happens. But he's uh, he's he's making sure he's got to avoid all, all the carbs and stuff, which are apparently bad for you. And uh, yeah, he'll put it in the right direction, but maybe not Thursday. Like to be honest, maybe not faith. Thursday. Um, we are going to go through all of the Thanksgiving games for you here on Utter Punts. Don't forget to get involved on the socials. You can have a look for us on Twitter and Instagram. That's where we're busiest on Instagram. We are at Utter Punts UK and on Twitter we are at Utter Punts Pod as long as Twitter survives another seven days. Although, touch and go with Elon being in charge. So we'll just wait and see. If we're no longer on, on Twitter, you can definitely get us uh, on Instagram as we go through. Get in touch. We would love to hear from you. We're also going to be talking about how you can win yourself some free Free beer on Utter Punts a little bit later as well, and a real opportunity to win some free beer. I think, though, the best place to uh, to go next is to have a look back at Week 11 in the NFL. Here it is, all wrapped up for you. 
Let's start at Titans against Packers, shall we? Who needs a ground game? The Titans proving here that they're more than the bruising ground attack that we've seen all season. They notched a 27-17 win over a troubled Green Bay Packers side. Whilst the Pack were focusing on stopping Derrick Henry, Tannehill threw for 333 yards and two touchdowns. Mind you, the Packers didn't stop Henry either. He managed a touchdown even with all that attention on him. Eagles at Colts next. Oof, this one was tighter than Dan and I anticipated. Jalen Hurts' last-ditch touchdown run, giving the Eagles a 17-16 win over the Colts. The Colts really took it to the Eagles in the early stages, but Jalen Hurts was the key. He kept the ball in his hands for repeated short yardage gains, occasionally literally pushed forward by his teammates. Jeff Saturday might not have the big game experience, but he's definitely done something to that Colts dressing room. They didn't trail at any stage in the game until that final drive. Cowboys at Vikings next. Yeah, this one's going to need talking about. Stand by, Dave. Incoming. Chargers at Chiefs, and the Chiefs win 30-27. And once again, the dynamic duo are to thank, no, not Batman and Robin, but Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Three times into the end zone to make sure of that win. When Mahomes and the Chiefs got the ball at the Kansas City 25-yard line with 1.46 remaining, it was almost inevitable. The 11th time in the regular season that Mahomes had a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Death taxes Mahomes to Travis Kelsey and lastly Niners at cards Mexico City was electric as the Niners cruised past the Cardinals 38-10 Jimmy Garoppolo actually conducted the crowd as the final minute ticked off the clock he also conducted the offense four touchdown passes two each to Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle three straight wins for the Niners and if we're being honest the less said about the cards, the better. Brilliant. And yes, I have completely sprung this on Dave Keane. He was anticipating that I was going to wrap that game up nicely and he was never going to have to talk about it again. But unfortunately, we do have to talk about what happened between the Cowboys and the Vikings at the weekend. Uh, I'm going to start with Dan, just because it might wind Dave up a bit more. Um, what happened, Dan? Well, I don't know if it's to be nice or not. I'm going to... Uh, what happened was they they went in with a plan the, the the Vikings and the the first play of the game blew that blew that plan to pieces. That their their best offensive lineman uh, Christian Darashaw wasn't clearly wasn't fit. He went in after a concussion the week before and went out pretty much straight away after Mika Parsons on the first play of the game tore past him fairly unpredictably, of course, um, and stripped the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hand and, and the Cowboys turned over and it, it never really got any better than that for the Vikings. The concern would be that they didn't have a plan B. They didn't, certainly didn't look to try anything different, even after half-time. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've well, Dave's lauded, lauded his coach. And actually, you didn't really see much from him from a from a, from a a game plan point of view after that. And the Cowboys are a team that will... They're a flat-track bully, the Cowboys. So if you give them what they want, they will take it and they will smash you. Um, and the Vikings never really got a glove on them. And you, you have games like that. I mean, for, for a team that's eight... It got eight wins to get beat that way is, is disappointing and you, you it's raised some serious questions if you're thinking that the Vikings are a serious team they, they've even with eight wins they've got a negative point differential this season um, which shows you that when they've played two really good teams Cowboys and the Eagles um, they've been absolutely destroyed and 
you know, there's teams waiting in that division for them, even if they get the number one seed. You know, they're going to have to face the 49ers, they're going to have to face the Cowboys, they're going to have to face the Eagles, they're going to have to face the Bucks, and you just can't see it after that, can you? It's just worrying signs. Uh, my favourite bit of this is we do this programme on Zoom, right? And um, D- Dan and I are in the same place, and Dave does this from, from his house in Birmingham, and just as soon as we started talking about the Vikings-Cowboys game, his camera went blank, his mic went on mute, and he just <laughs> said in the chat, see you later, boys. <laughs> just abandoned ship. Hello? Anyway, if you're talking about Vikings, Cowboys, um, it's important to remember that Kirk Cousins does have a habitual pull towards 500. And at the moment, we've got so many wins. It was just the universe balancing it on points, uh, which is why I think we're minus two on points now. Dan probably brought that up, loves his stats. But, yeah, that's all it is. Just the universe making sure that Kirk can still be 500 in some way as we trundle our way towards losing in the Super Bowl to someone because that's what's got to happen. Yeah, you're going to make it all the way there. Definitely not going to have any more malfunctions of the gauntlet. No, we'll, we'll be okay, mate. Um, he, like I say, he, he's, he's not having any more curry and uh, we shouldn't get any more heartburn <laughs> and we'll, we'll be fine. We'll, uh, we'll be fine. Right, look, we, we've saved ourselves a load of time because uh, up next, we've got to look at an awful lot of games. Seven in total that we've got to preview this week and we've got to give you uh, anytime touchdown scorers in the 6 and 9.25 games for uh, the pub to win yourself some free beer too. Uh, It is Thanksgiving week, which means the games are all over the shop. First up, it's Bills at Lions. That game is Thursday at 5.30. So Thursday at 5.30... And the Lions have won three on the bounce now. Uh, Unexpected, I think, against the Giants at the weekend, but they were very good. And do you know what? I've got a bit of a soft spot for MCDC, it's got to be said. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 they were our first tip. Remember, they they, they had the best offence in the league after sort of three or four games, and they've sort of gone into a bit of a can. And... um, but they haven't. They hadn't won a road game for doesn't like two years. I think or something crazy. They hadn't won a road game for such a long time, and then they've won two on the bounce. Um, I think the Giants were due, probably due to come back to earth a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, when you've only got really one, a very special talent, but when you've only really got one offensive weapon, it's it is a bit easier for the defense to t- sort of take those things away. And that the Lions on their day can outscore, outrun, outpass most people. Um, I think they'll come to a bit of a crash here um, because I think there's an echelon of team that the Lions will just struggle against. But they're a fun team to watch. And, and if they're the worst team playing on Thanksgiving, according to the record, that's, that that's makes for a good slate. And I think this will make for a really good game. Um, I think I think they've got a chance. I think they've got a chance of scoring some points. I just I can't really see them hanging with the Bills in this. Um, I think Josh Allen will have a really good game. Obviously, they, they flew to Detroit last weekend for the altered game. So they've been there. They haven't moved. Um, so they're nice and established. They won in Detroit Stadium um, on Sunday, so I can't really see anything other than that. But I think it'll be a fun game to watch and a fun way to start Thanksgiving, Dave. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, having spent four days in Detroit might not be the best of things for the Bills <laughs> because Detroit haven't got that much going on, so you, you never know. It could pay off for the Lions. Um, I think it's nine and a half points the, the Bills yeah, are favoured by the line I saw earlier uh, and 
to, to be honest with you, I like that. I, I, I think Reliance can be guaranteed not to give up um, on Thanksgiving in front of home fans in Detroit and finally having a chance to play a big team and, and give it a form of effort. Um, but the injury uh, list for both teams are very long. Um, there's an awful lot of limited participants. Um, I, I, I think it's worth checking who's going to start tomorrow before you come to any solid conclusions because potentially either or both teams could be taking a huge hit uh, across both aero lines, uh, secondaries. <clears throat> Just, I, I think it was like about 16, 17 players total on, on, on the list, but all with limited participation or, or did not practice. So worth keeping an eye on. Um, but I've... I've I, I want the Lions to win. I think the Bills will, but I want the Lions to because even though they're in the division, I like the Lions. You can't not. Dan Campbell's my man. Man Campbell, eh? Yeah, man Campbell. I, I, I love Motor City Dan Campbell. I think he's I think he's brilliant. And and it's, he's, that's a great nickname as well. MCDC, absolutely fantastic. I saw him in the, in the dressing room, uh, in the locker room after the game, uh, just screaming at the players how brilliant they were, basically. Just literally screaming at them for about three minutes straight. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I think what I would say before we go and get um, any ideas on where the value is and what the bet might be for this one and we get the predictions, it's worth remembering that because of what Dave said and because of those injury lists, final lists come out a little bit later normally this week, you've got to be right on the ball. So they've, they're already out. So you've just got to make sure that you know exactly what's going on before you chuck any of these bets on, especially with the early games. So just be really careful. Best place to stay across that is A, on the NFL's website or on the team's website, but B, we'll give you an idea of where the value for money is on any bet that we put on on Instagram, which is also the place that you can stay in touch with us, get in touch with us and send us a message because we would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, right, let's do predictions. Dave, where do you think the uh, the win's going here? I think the win will go to the Bills, but I would take the, the Lions to cover the line of the half points, barring do- mm, catastrophic, you know, catastrophic injury list. Dan? Yeah, I, I agree. I wrote down that I, I can see the sort of Bills getting ahead or, or having a spell in the game where they just blow 21 points on them. But then the Bills have got a habit recently of just going in the tank a little bit or just playing a bit a bit lazy. In the, in the fourth quarter, and I can see the Lions, even if they're sort of 20 points down, scoring a couple of garbage time touchdowns. So I, I wrote Bills to win, but Lions plus nine and a half is a good bet. Uh, there's a bet on Sky Bet, which is, let's write it down here, which is Josh Allen to throw for 300 yards, throw for two passing touchdowns and one interception, and that's five to one. And actually, that might be a bit of fun because that Lions secondary is gash. Um, so that he will be throwing the ball around. Then it is one of those games where you will chuck it about a bit. But on, on the injuries, the, the Bills secondary has been on that injury report day for about four weeks, all of it. <laughs> every, every single player in the secondary is on that list every week. Um, and they're playing them and bringing... They're, they're just trying to get that defence right for the playoffs, I think. So I don't think you'll see anybody taking a risk. With Gregory Risso certainly won't be playing. Uh, be fun to see what happens. I'm going to go Bills on this one too. So that's across the board. And where is the value, Dan? Is, are we saying that that bet on Skybet's the one to have a bit of fun with? I like that, a five to one to start Thanksgiving off. But it, it, if you fancy, I mean, you get even money. I would go, I would go Lions plus nine and a half and over fifty points. I, I think that's a nice little double because it will be a high-scoring game, um, and I think that will probably give you the points, and they'll probably be able to cover. Uh, Big Dave nodding his agreement in the background. Uh, on to the nine thirty game on Thursday and that is my Giants at the Dallas Cowboys in what is a a tough game for the Giants I think Dan's already sort of touched on what happens when you've only got uh, one real 
superstar offensive talent in in Saquon Barkley, and you're coming up against a Cowboys side that have been all right this season, um, maybe slightly better than all right. Dave, how do you see this one going, mate? Um, I think the Cowboys obviously had a, a very much a morale boosting victory the other day, but. <laughs> Again, Micah Parsons is on the injury list. He's got an injured shoulder. He's got an injured ankle, I think, as well. Um, There's so many injuries again. I, I think, and again, I think you'll do a better job of stopping Tony Pollard than we did. I, I think your linebackers and your defensive core are a bit stout of an answer playing right now, and you'll have the film to see that as well. Um, I can see you playing it a lot closer than I think a lot of people will think, um, and it, it's an important game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the Giants staying around very, very late, if not maybe edging it. I don't think I don't think you can expect Dallas to to turn up and just roll over the Giants in the same way they did us. Um, it's two different games and two different contexts. That's I don't know. Giants on the road at AT&T in front of all of those fans. It just feels like this could be a this could be a fairly straightforward Cowboys win for me. I don't know what you think, Dan. It, no, I, I sort of agree with Dave, really. I think I think the Giants have the ability to keep these games close. They're, they're, Wink Martindale's their defensive coordinator, ex-Ravens coordinator. He will take Pollard away. Um I think you're sort of putting on Dak, but they will blitz. He, he will blitz him to death. He will blitz all night long against him. So it will confuse Dak a little bit. And on the when, when the Giants have got the ball, the, the 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 Dallas pass rush is fantastic. It's really good. It's a premier pass rush unit, um, especially if Parsons is fit. But they're not great against the run, um, and that's your strength, right? So you'd you'd hope that Barkley would go for some yards. That will sort of shorten the game a little bit. It'll put a bit more pressure on Dak. And I think they'll be able to keep it close. They're also nine and a half point underdogs, by the way, the Giants. And I think, again, I think I find myself thinking that's too many points. Um, I can see this being quite low scoring and quite messy. Um, and I can see the Giants keeping it close. If not, if not, maybe pipping it. They're, they're, they've got not got a bad record at AT&T, uh, the Giants. And the Cowboys are notorious for when you start thinking they look like a Super Bowl team, throwing an absolute stinker in. And this has got potential throw a stinker in written all over it for me. Um, I, I quite like the Giants in this. Uh, I don't know why. I just yeah. Got a funny feeling. I um, I I can't cope with this. You two being nice about the Giants, it's it's making me feel queasy. Uh, w- predictions wise, then boys, if you had to pick a winner here, who would you pick, Dan? I, I'd say the Cowboys, but the, the the Giants plus nine and a half is is would be my pick if I can if I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, I think you are allowed to do that, Dave. I agree wholeheartedly with what he's just said. Maybe under 44 and a half as well for the game. Well, you can get seven to four is you the Giants plus plus 10 and a half and under 48. And so that's that's lovely. All right. That, well, that, that looks there is very a, nice there is, to me as a value bet. There is another bet, which is both Pollard and Barkley to rush for 75 plus yards is four to one. That's on a sky bet boost, which wow. I, is a is a cracker. Although we have just said it's, that it's potentially not bad, takes but Pollard away. It's a little trick there. It's got to be rushing yards. And the little trick there man. is most of his yards yeah. will come in the air. Yeah. They'll be short throws yeah. because I'll use that to, style, to yeah. beat the door down. Yeah. That, that's a risky bit there for me. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go with the Cowboys just because uh, mm. never bet on your own team. Um, and, uh, okay, and what? where are we picking this value bet from then? What are we saying? Dan, repeat it for me. So Giants, Giants plus 10.5 and, and under 48.5 points total in the game. Uh, he's seven to four on Skybet as a as a match combo. So, uh, cool. Whilst we're sense. talking about betting companies, uh, it's important to remember to read the small print 
of <laughs> the betting company that you decide to go with. So, good example of this, Skybet, last week, once the um, Browns game got moved away from the Bills, away from Orchard Park, um, Skybet refunded any bet for the under. However, Bet365, who I put the bet on with, did not. Uh, refund the bets and that is in their terms and conditions quite clearly so therefore my bet didn't get refunded and yours did and I think um, what I've done is I've taken one for the team there absolutely taken one for the team so um, yeah just watch just watch who you're betting with and making sure that you understand those terms and conditions when you do so Uh, right then moving swiftly on uh, to the Patriots Vikings which is the Overnight game Thursday into Friday. Uh, Dave Keane's just sent me a sent me a note. Here. It says touchdowns, but I don't have to do that until the Sunday games. Dave, no, I've got to do them for Thursdays as well. Got to do them for Thursdays. Why did nobody did somebody tell me this and I just didn't read the message? It's okay. Yeah, just yeah. Not like you don't read the small print. It's, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost <laughs> like we did it on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. Almost, isn't it? Hey, eh? see what we did there? Yeah, I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, right, come on then. What are we picking touchdowns for? Well, the, so the, the so the pub are offering a free a free tray of nachos if you go in and book a table for tomorrow, uh, and they'll also honour the free pint for the touchdown scorers for the first two games. So we've got to try and give them a touchdown scorer. First game, Bills Lions. I wrote down Diggs Davis Knox question mark. Diggs. Diggs Diggs okay. Yeah. Alan to Diggs surely. Yeah. I mean, it's well, I don't think the Lions have got a, a, a cornerback to cover him, so I think I think you're probably safe. Uh, right. And then the second game, so Cowboys Diggs for Giants. the Bills game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Saquon Pollard do, do we want to give him some free beer <laughs> which, which where are we go? where would where would your money go Dave on this <laughs> he doesn't know uh, uh, do you know what he's almost speechless well I, I think that even though I don't think that you're going to win you are going to run them close and if you're running close that means Barkley's going to have to have done something against these guys so I can see you running basically wide zones away from Parsons and just feeding Barkley all day. So he might be the value one there. I'd agree. We're going Barkley then? Barkley, yeah. So it's Diggs for the 5.30 game, Barkley for the 9.30 game, uh, and a free tray of nachos if you book a table and go in to the Nook and Broom in Bramall. Just search for it on the internet. You'll find it straight away. Uh, Boots, big screens, uh, great beer. Um, and plenty of other food on offer as well if you get yourself down there. So free tray of nachos if you book yourself a table, and they'll honour the free pint if we've picked the uh, anytime touchdown scorer. Don't forget, we'll put all of these details back up on the uh, Instagram page, at UK on Instagram, if you would like to get involved. Uh, on to the overnight game then, which is what I was trying to do before I was rudely interrupted by giving away free beer and nachos. Uh, New England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. Is this going to be bounce back time, Dave, for the Vikes? Don't you need to do another shout out? I don't know. Just make one up. Save me having to talk about this. <laughs> I, 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 it's um, it's not a game I'm particularly looking forward to. Uh, I have got a Friday off, so I will be watching it. Um, oh. And yeah, I feel like I'm probably wasting a day's annual leave. But, you know. I mean, Friday's a good day to take off, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean England are playing as well, right? So happy yeah, days. But, I mean that was secondary in your thinking, right, Dave? <clears throat> oh, it didn't even occur to me to be honest. <laughs> it was it was a day after Thanksgiving. I book that every year because 
Because football. <laughs> yeah, because football. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Dave, everybody's dying. Uh, really struggling with this cold at the minute. Dan's coughing. Dave's coughing. Dave's barely managing to get a word out of his mouth before he has to turn his mic on mute. Uh, how do you see Patriots-Vikings going, Dan? Well, you, you've got to counter in the, the, the fourth quarter cutthroat, haven't you? Uh, uh, you know, his return to form. Um so it, it, it depends on whether or not it's Kirko chains, not so, Kirk Cousins in terms of you know this. I, I think the Vikings are really good. I, I think the Vikings are a good team, both sides of the ball. I think they've got a really balanced offense when they decide to balance their offense. Um and I think they only struggle against a team with a good interior pass rush. So they'll really struggle against a team with a good interior pass rush. As we've seen on two occasions, they've been absolutely shocking. Um the Pats haven't got one of those. They they've got a decent pass rush. Matt Matt Judon's doing well. He's one of the sat leaders in the in the league this year, but he, he comes off the edge. He's an ex Raven. We we know all about him and he tends to fade about this time of year anyway. Um I, I don't like the Pats at all in this game and I think um well I don't like the Pats at all in any game really I think that their offence is just about as shambolic as there is in the league and when if you're up against Matt Patricia it's not like coming up against somebody that's really talented on, on play calling their quarterback struggling they've got two good running backs and their offensive line is sort of rounding to form on the run game but they can't pass the ball they're, they're shocking at moving the ball in the air um, and, and they're certainly not going to put a heavy amount of points on the Vikings unless the Vikings give them the ball in their in their red zone and even then they struggle to score points the Patriots so I think you've got to have some faith here. If you look at player for player, offense to offense, the Vikings are stacked and they can really put some some pain onto the Patriots here. I think the Patriots are overmatched on defense. I think they may be able to take away, they may train, they'll, they'll probably double team Jefferson because Belichick, you know, famously always takes away your best weapon. What is the best weapon? If you take away Jefferson, you've got Dalvin Cook and Mattison to double-headed monster. You've got a quality tight end now. You've got Thielen and Osborne as backup wide receivers. They they can't stop all of them. If you play aggressively against the Patriots, you will win. Um, if you come out in your shell, you will not. You will play right into their hands. So come out, all guns blazing, and blow them off the field, and they won't have an answer because they cannot come back at you. I love everything that you've just said, but unfortunately I was watching some of the Patriots um, Jets highlights from the weekend and I couldn't help but notice that they sacked Zach Wilson an awful lot with Matt Judon going on an inside stunt. Um, If he repeats that, it means he's going up against our right guard, Ed Ingram, who uh, has struggled with stunts all season against inferior players to that. Um, The Vikings can do themselves a favour by starting uh, Chris Reed, who used to play for the Colts last year. You know, we mm-hmm. had a half-decent O-line, funnily enough, but I don't think it is connected. Um, I'd like them to do that. If they don't, having some money on Matt Judon to pick up another couple of sacks might not be the worst thing in the world, you know. Uh, right, OK, uh, let's <clears throat> make some choices, shall we? Uh, Dave, is it going to be the Patriots or is it going to be the Vikings? I'm I'm gonna go with the Patriots just simply because that's sad. It it hurts to pick for Vikings and then have them lose. <laughs> Says a man speaking for so, so Patriots. I'll go with Patriots. All right, good stuff. I, I would have gone the Vikings. I I still think they've got enough. And uh, and as as Dan's already said, I think the Patriots are hanging around like a bad smell. Not out of uh, not out of any kind of merit. So um, I'm gonna go Vikings. Dan, hundred percent Vikings. He's he's 100%. absolutely certain. Dear listener, I wish I wish 
you could I have seem seen. I to remember him being quite so certain last week as well yeah. when I, I had my doubts. I, and Dan, Dan reassured me to a point where you gave me hope, which is the worst enemy of any Viking I fan. Then, I then did mention the <laughs> Deathly Hallows of Kirk Cousins, yeah, no, which did. we're yeah. all sort of yeah. sync up at the same time. Yeah, This I one's think, late enough to be early. I think we're okay. I think what I would say is if you'd have had the opportunity to see Dave's demeanour, he got taller and straighter and happier as Dan was really driving home how good the Vikings were. And by the time he got to the end of it, they very nearly believed him. Very, very nearly. Uh, where's the value in this? Um, the Vikings are only giving up two and a half points at home. Ooh. They've won eight games. They're, they're a good team. I think if the Vikings are going to win, it'd be more by more than two and a half. So that there's also a, a sky bet offer, which is Jefferson, Thielen or Osborne to score the first overall touchdown at three to one, which I like. It's not bad, not bad at all. Uh, right, okay, that is the Thanksgiving games done. We will be back to preview the Saturday games very shortly. Don't forget, make sure you get in touch on Instagram with us. We would love to hear from you over the course of the week. It'd be really good to talk to more NFL fans. So if you get the opportunity to just drop us a message or reply to one of our posts, we would absolutely love that at UK on Instagram. Also, share with a friend. If you've got somebody that you watch the NFL with, somebody that you think might enjoy this, somebody that quite likes a little bit of a flutter as well, potentially, then we are absolutely the podcast for them and we welcome anybody new uh, onto the podcast. Dave's pulling faces, but he knows that it's true. On to Cincinnati Bengals against Tennessee Titans. This is a corker, isn't it? Looking forward to this one. Really brilliant. Everybody cheerful? Everybody happy? Oh, yeah, this is the best game of the week. I mean, this this could be an AFC Championship game in January. Yeah. This is this is fantastic. This is two really good teams. Um, I mean, I still don't think the Titans are getting any respect, really. They just don't thump the Packers in Green Bay, but apparently now everyone can do that, so they don't get any credit for that. They just held, just pushed the all-powerful all, all, all Chiefs uh, to nearly to overtime as well. So, But... Uh, the Titans at home look look a real fight. And this is a real clash of styles, which is why it's such a good game. So you've got the, the Titans, which is old school, AFC football. So run the ball, play good defence, keep it tight, keep it messy. Um, and then you've got the Bengals, who are just uh, bombs away. Um, and I think the clash of styles is, is phenomenal. And it could go any way you want this game. I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be a really good game. I said in the, in the roundup, Dave, that um, everybody knows that the Titans have got a good run game. It's been bruising. That that ground attack has been bruising for them. But against the Packers at the weekend, they actually showed that even if you try and take that away from them, they can still hurt you. So, I mean, the Bengals have got they've got a right job on their hands here at Tennessee. I, I think they're going to struggle, to be mm. honest. Um, I, even if Jamar does manage to come back, which I don't think he's going to do, um, they're going to be very much up against it in terms of playing against the strengths of the Titans anyway. And I think that Derrick Henry will just completely run over their D-line. Um, it's just too strong, too powerful. And he didn't actually run that much last weekend. Didn't, didn't they have a little jump throw, uh, a jump touchdown yeah, yeah, pass? Yeah, well. he did. Absolutely, yeah, it's called quality. He sold that as well. I, I had no idea he was going to hop up and throw it. So, uh, yeah, I, he's, a, he's a great player to watch. He's a lot of fun. He's like uh, Adrian Peterson. I was, I was going to say on steroids, which isn't very fair on Derek Henry. But I mean a bigger, stronger and more bruising version. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. And I like Joe Burrow a lot, but he's going to have to play out of his skin to keep the, the Bengals ahead. They're probably going to have to play from the front and, and lean heavily on Mixon to kill the clock and stop 
uh, Henry from from basically burning down their defense. So yeah, should be a br- brilliant matchup. Um, but I'd probably lean towards the Titans. Yeah. So Jamar Chase is only just off crutches this week. He won't be practicing and Mixon's in concussion protocol. So he, he went out the game against the Steelers um, and he's still not practicing. He's got a clear concussion protocol before before Sunday to be able to play it and whether they should play him or not in this, I don't know. Um, for, for me, the Bengals are, are overmatched here a little bit and I think this Titans team can close down most passing offences. They they absolutely tore the, the Bengals O-line apart in last year's in the divisional round last year. I think they sacked Burrow nine times. Um, the, the Bengals still won because they had Jamar Chase and they had an amazing sort of comeback. But the, the, this Titans team can do that again. I just think, who, who are the Bengals? Are, are they the team that blew away the Falcons and blew away the Steelers last weekend? Or are they the team that played against the Browns? And I think you could get either of those two teams. And I think the Titans are a really upgraded version of the Browns, if that's a funny thing to say. I think they do everything the Browns want to do better than the Browns yeah. do. Um, and if the Browns cause the Bengals troubles, I fancy the Titans too as well. And I, I like the Titans in this a lot. All right, I'm going Titans. Dave's going... He's just going. He's disappeared. Um, <laughs> yeah, they disappeared completely. Uh, I'm going to go Titans. Yeah, yeah, um, Titans. Uh, and the value? Um, there, there isn't much really. It, you can get the well the the, the Bengals are favourites in Tennessee, which is, I mean, it's one point five points. It's not a lot, but it's still it's it's again it's how much what do they have to do the Titans to be favourites in a game? Um, Titans minus Titans plus one point five and and sort of over thirty seven points is is six to four because they think it'll be low scoring. I, I don't. I think it'll be. I think they're putting points up the Titans. Uh, Dave's just posted in the uh, in the chat here. Maybe a Derrick Henry two touchdown brace for yeah, fun. I like that. Including passing touchdowns and yeah, it could could be anything, couldn't it? Rushing, passing, yeah, there's not, receiving. There's not many players in the league that will get a timeout team. called no. for having their shoelaces <laughs> tied, and that's what happened on Thursday night. For the, he's that important to them. They let him. They call the timeout to him to tie his shoelace to get back on the field. Um, he's phenomenal. We need a touchdown score in this for the yeah. pub. Now, okay. interestingly, what is good? There's a there's a Manchester Crows football uh, tag football team going into the pub on Sunday, so they'll be sat watching this at the time. Um, so I want to give them yeah. a free pint. Yeah, so Manchester Crows flag football team, we're going to pick Derek Henry to score an anytime touchdown in this game, and you're getting a free pint. I I'm hope. sure you're going to get a free pint. I mean, even, at least one. Yeah, at e- least one. Even last, even last week, I, you know, even with the Packers trying to take him away, he still managed a four uh, four yard touchdown run to squeeze himself in there as well. So look, I think uh, I think if we're going to win you some beer, that's exactly how we're going to do it. Um, so yeah, so Manchester Crows. Hopefully we've uh, we've sorted you out. We've sorted you out with a free pint there. And any team of black carrion is uh, favoured by me. Yeah, but don't forget he would always pick a cat team over a bird team. So just so it's no bird team over cat team. Come on, I thought it was a cat team over a bird team. Never pick a cat team over a bird team. Nah, because Rennie wouldn't be picking the right would he? Oh yeah, no, that's a really good point. That's a good way of remembering it. That Dave. Interesting. Uh, moving on to the nine twenty five game, uh, Saints at Niners. I mean, this will be quick. <laughs> this might be the fastest preview uh, that we're going to do this week. This has got Niners at home written all over it, hasn't it, Dan? Yeah, there's not much else to say other than I think the Saints, I mean, they beat the Rams at the weekend, but I think we could probably get a team out to beat the Rams at the moment. Um, the Niners just look imperious, don't they? They're, yeah. they're, they're rounded into shape on both sides of the ball. They've got so many weapons on on offense that they they can bench half of them 
through the through the game and, and just use the other half. We it, it, it's sort of in your your and Dave's fantasy matchup this weekend. You, we went into sort of Christian McCaffrey versus the Niners defense, didn't didn't you at the last game? And I said, well, they'll probably just sit McCaffrey and throw it to Kittle and Debo, and that's what they did. And those two scored three touchdowns between them. And this weekend they could do the complete opposite. Um, but the most impressive thing about the 49ers is the defense. That, yeah. that that front seven is the best front seven in football, and it's getting healthier and stronger. Nick Bosa's back, Fred Warner's playing. They just look they look imperious, and their back end, Tredavious Ward's playing well as cornerback. Her fanger, her safety seems to be all over the field. Um, that that right now they're the hottest team in football yeah I think you're right and when and when you know Debo's not receiving the ball and you don't want to use Kittle and Christian McCaffrey's not running it you can chuck it to Brandon Ayuk for a, a pair of touchdowns in, in that yeah. game in Mexico or, City or as well you can it's put just, Debo on, a, on an end around and let him run in for 40 yards just I mean, unbelievable Christian really. McCaffrey wasn't leading them in rush in, in rush attempts at the weekend Elijah Mitchell's back so he's taking the grunt work so they're just they've got all these star players around that are just in space Shanahan's a master at putting people in space and all Garoppolo's got to do is go one two three throw and it's done and yeah. and you know he's good enough to do that and they 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 look serious they, they really do Dave anything to add No I think the 49ers are rounding into form at the right time the only good news for the rest of the league is Shanahan sent, tends to choke when it really matters so I can see why he's such a big fan of uh, our boy Kirk Cousins and they might have to play in Minnesota right so you you know you'll sort them out won't you Dave before they get to the Super Bowl yeah. Well, I, I don't know. He loves Kirk so much, he might let him win. He literally <laughs> sobbed about the way that Kirk was being treated by Mike Zimmer, and it turns out that he might have had a point. But, oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, the, it, the, better, the, better, the value in this, the, the, the total points in this game is only set at 43, which I think is really low, considering the Niners are smashing everybody, and the Saints in defeat will at least throw the ball. Um, and they've got some decent receivers. Alave's playing well. He looks like a really good receiver. Um, so I think they'll both score some points. And I think over 43 and a half, even money's probably the bet. Uh, anytime yep. touchdown scorer for so the pub. Take your pick. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey. Gave McCaffrey a week off, didn't he? Do you not think that he'll be right? He's coming to NFC South sort of rivalry. I think McCaffrey might want to stick it to the Saints. So. Yeah. So we go McCaffrey then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So McCaffrey is your anytime touchdown scorer for a free pint at the Nook and Broom um, this weekend. So just before we move on to the two late games, now we've now we've sort of dealt with all of the things that you could potentially get from the Nook and Broom in South Manchester in, in a place called Bramall this week. Just want to wrap that up. So if you go in on Thursday, uh, you and book a table, you can get a free tray of nachos and... If there is an anytime touchdown scorer in the uh, Bills-Lions game and we picked uh, Stefan Diggs, so if Diggs scores in that game, it's a free pint. If you then stay till 9.30, Giants against Cowboys, you can have another free pint if Saquon Barkley scores at any point over the course of that game. So essentially, tray of nachos and two free pints, potentially, if you go and watch those. Then Minimum, on, minimum, yeah, minimum free pints. Uh, no, yeah. Well, you're not going to stay all the way through from Thursday to Sunday, though, are you? So I'm going to stay to watch the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but they get a free pint every time I score, don't they? I, I, I don't. I think it's only one, isn't it? 
All right, we'll check we'll check the T's and C's and we'll stick them on Instagram. That's what we'll do. Um, T's and C's, as we've already discussed in this podcast, are definitely not my strong suit. So we'll leave that up to Dan. Uh, And then for the six o'clock game on Sunday, Bengals against Titans. It's a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown uh, for a free pint. And in the Saints-Niners game at the Nook and Broom in Bramall, uh, if you want a free pint, we have gone with Christian McCaffrey to score at any time in that game for a free beer for you. They're also doing £15 bottomless wings on a Sunday now from 6 o'clock. Wow. That sounds like a challenge to me. I know, yeah. See you Sunday. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there on a Sunday. We've yeah. got to work out if it is bottomless. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this is going to be great. Right, let's move on to the late game, shall we? Still two more games to preview before we get to the end of uh, of the Otterpunts podcast, and we need to pick our Otterpunts of the week, of course. Uh, still thinking on that one. I haven't got anybody yet. Green Bay Packers at Philadelphia Eagles. Tell you what, it was a bit tight, wasn't it, for the Eagles at the weekend? Are they are they okay, or have they had their wobble? Are they going to come storming back here against a troubled Green Bay side, Dave? Uh, so, what's the worst possible result for the Vikings in the long term? That's what will happen. And <laughs> yeah. um, no, on, on a genuine note, I think um, I, I think the, the Eagles signed Linville Joseph and then Dominican Sue to solve a problem. Uh, it probably will solve a problem. Linville was always amazing against the run, and then Dominican Sue is no sledge. They've got two additional behemoths on the line to keep rotating everybody else. Um, Green Bay have got the same old problem. They don't have any receivers. Uh, they, they, Christian Watson scored five touchdowns in two games, taking a rookie lead in that regard. Um, I expect anyone with a competent corner and safety combination to be able to shut him down. Um, all they're doing is the same play that they played on the opening day of the season against the Vikings when he dropped it. He's doing a better job of catching the ball, but I don't think that it's sustainable for him. And they're, they're just so good. Yeah, it's, it's hard to see. After watching the, the Titans um, against the, the Packers and the Packers lose and get, get really just... They were just outclassed, weren't they, against the Titans? It wasn't really fair. And I think, how did they beat them, the Titans? They played really close at the line. Well, the Eagles are really good at that. They ran the ball really well. well the Eagles are really, really good at that. Um, and they stopped the sort of the aerial class. Well, the Eagles are really, really good at that as well. So if the Eagles are a good version of the Titans, then the Packers are in serious trouble. And I can't help thinking they're just going to run all over the Packers in this. And every now and again, they can hit Brown or Smith. Um, and I just, I think this is a bit, it's going to be a fairly sorry game, this. It's going to be a shame to watch uh, Rodgers in such such form. Yeah, uh, not great. And, and uh, you know, Jalen Hurts fast becoming one of my favourite quarterbacks in the league. He's, he's genuinely dual threat. And we're seeing that three seasons in is he now third year quarterback Jalen Hurts and finally he's, he's he's really showing what he's um what he's got in his locker and it's it's really good to see and I think that I think there's some good coaching going on there with him as well to really bring him out of his shell and really show just just how good he could potentially be in coming seasons well they were they were trying to play a certain game plan on, on Sunday against the Colts and for the first sort of three quarters they were trying to play the but they're trying to pass the ball they were trying to do everything pretty and in the fourth quarter when they needed two scores they just handed the ball to him and said run um, and all the design runs came back in there were there were the, the, the touchdown is is a thing of absolute beauty it looks really simple it's a six yard touchdown run but all game and pretty much all season J- Jalen Hurts has followed Jason Kelsey the center he's followed him wherever Kelsey's gone he's blocked four Hurts to run into. And on Sunday, I think they were fourth and two. They had to score. Oh, they were losing the game. Kelsey goes right, and 
and Hertz just walked straight up the middle, and they've just sold everybody. That and it was just he followed the fullback, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, looked it was the amazing. Easiest touchdown, but actually, that is a thing of absolute beauty when you watch it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the, the the Packers are as good as, as that. So I, I I just I really like the Eagles. I think at home, I think this Philadelphia crowd will be raucous on a late Sunday game. They don't get many of them, and they will be up for it. And I just think it'll be far too much for the Packers. And the Eagles are only giving up six and a half, which I think is reasonable. Uh, and the points are really quite low at forty six. Wow. I would go over and over and over and over and over. Okay, so I'm going Eagles. Dan's going uh, Eagles, yeah. And Dave's going. Uh... Both teams sharpening each other to the point where they defeat us for next time we meet. (laughs) Eagles. Uh, Eagles. Uh, And you reckon that's where the value is? Go over? Yeah, I think go over the over. I think, um, I think, I don't think you can put enough. I think if you got, I think if you gave the Eagles 12, uh, the Packers 12 points, the Eagles would cover it. I think they're, they're on to sort of put their foot down on the, on the division, especially if the Cowboys lose on Thanksgiving, which they will. Yeah, good stuff. Right, moving on to stinkiest game of the week. Uh, it's Pittsburgh Steelers against the Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday's Indianapolis Colts. I said in the roundup that I don't. I know he's not got bags and bags of big game experience. And when I say he hasn't got bags and bags, I mean he's got none. Uh, but he he has done something to that Colts dressing room, and the Steelers are still shit. So there's really only one way this is going, isn't there, Dan? Unfortunately, not. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's he's certainly solidified them, and they're certainly playing. And that 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 outstanding defense that we thought they had is is starting to look like a proper defense. I think they're they're one of the tops of defense anyway, but they're really starting to look like it now. Stephen Gilmore's playing really really well in their backfield, um, and their line looks really good with the Brickshot Ferguson. Um, I, I, they're also. Their, their offensive line, their, their much touted, most expensive offensive line in football, is also starting to look like a really decent offensive line. That said, the Eagles, with their two new new players, Joseph and Sue, really took the run away. They, they took Taylor out of the game for the most part. And um, my concern here for the Colts is um, TJ Watt's back, and I think with TJ Watt in this Steelers team, they're uh, they're probably up there with the best, most aggressive fronts in the league. And I think if they take Taylor away, which they will, they will. He will harass Matt Ryan all night. That's a superhuman effort from what, by the way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's how he's has a, he come back? Yeah. He ripped. So, if you don't know, ripped his pec off. It was it was off first week, and he's back before the playoffs. I'm going to go a bit I, Dave. I told here. you. Yeah, I'm going to go a bit Dave here and think that he's only coming back because the Ravens have got to play the Steelers twice yet the rest of this year, <laughs> um, and he's only come back just to ruin us getting a, a number one seed or something. That's his, his older brother did it before as well. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, when he when he tore the tore his pec, I said that his brother had got back in eight weeks, and he, he seems to have done it in, done it in a very similar time frame. I've got to be impressed. And straight away, even with games out, his motor and his sort of fitness level is just match fit Engine. like he's one of those players that comes back match fit and uh, he, he was incredible against the Bengals I know they lost but the fact that the Steelers got within seven points of, of the Bengals playing like that was was it really down to him uh, he's he's an absolute menace and I think that Colts line is going to have to be very careful because I think Matt Ryan might revert to for early season form against these here and um I, 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 the Steelers have started to run the ball well. Pickens has clearly taken over as the number one receiver. Dave's man Pickens, um, he's playing really well. Free move for tight ends back. He's making plays. Najee Harris all of a sudden is making plays. Um, the Steelers are rounding to form a bit late. I don't think their quarterback's the quarterback for the future, but he's passable. And I think I agree. I think the Steelers will Pack probably is, just have too much here. Yeah, Pip, can Kenny Pickett 
doesn't see things that he should be seeing, no. uh, and it worries me. I thought I, I gave him every chance of coming into the league and doing something, but there's certain blind spots to what he's doing at the moment which worry me, and I don't think he's enough of an athlete to become a, a proper dual threat running back in the NFL. And in, in his last year in the college game, um, I'm pretty sure it was the fact that he started using his feet more that got him extra production and probably made him draftable as high as he yeah. is. But he's also a legend in the state of Pittsburgh because he went to college there and now he's been signed by the Steelers. Um, so I think they're going to they're gonna struggle to struggle to see him off anytime soon. And I think as a result, they could be in trouble for a little bit of time. Okay. Oh. So let's go. Uh, let's go and pick who we think is going to win this one. Dan? I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Dave? I'm, I'm going to stay on with Jeff Saturday bandwagon. He gave me a lot of fun last weekend when the Colts pushed the vehicles so hard. And, and I know that Dan was having a, a bit of a Alex Ferguson twitchy bum time with that one. Uh, but it, it came through me. But just, just, just out of solidarity to the, the Jeff Saturday movement. Um, he's a bit, he's a bit shit. You know uh, but no, I'm, I'm going to go with him. I, uh, I'm going to go with Dave on this. I'm going to go with a bearded Viking. I'm going to go with the Colts too. And again, I'm just on the Jeff Saturday bandwagon. I love, I love it when somebody comes in like that with relatively limited NFL experience and somehow manages to a solidify a dressing room, namely because of the character that he's got and and as is he's getting a bit of a tune out of him. So uh, I'm going to go Colts too. Is there any value in it, Dan? Well, I, I, I think so, because the Colts are favourites and they've not been very good, really. So the, the Colts are giving up two and a half points and the, and the points total is 39 and a half. I think I, I would go Steelers plus three and a half points with a field goal because I think they'll keep it close and I would go probably over the points. Dave, uh, anything to add on this one? No, other than to say that in the last game, the Steelers have had two longest defensive players of the season. A mm-hmm. run from Najee Harris, which I think was 26 runs, and then uh, a catch from Pickett, which yep. was yep. Uh, 28. Um, <laughs> that doesn't exactly tell you they've got that much explosiveness. Yeah. Um, I think that suits the Colts, and, and that's why I'm pretty confident that the Colts will come out on top. Cool. I've just had a thought about talking point for next week as well, so get your thinking caps on on this. Um, freaks of nature in the NFL. Now, I know a lot of them are complete freaks of nature, but I'm talking, you know, Aaron Donald and TJ Watt and Derek Henry and yeah. DK Metcalf. That that kind of absolute Kirk freak of nature. So get your thinking caps on. If you want to get involved in that, if you want to send us your absolute freaks of nature in the NFL, at uh, UK on Instagram, get them across, tell us what you think, and we'll include them on next week's programme. Uh, right, let's talk about the bet that we're putting on this week, Dan. Where are we going? What are we doing? You yeah. and Dave will have been deep in conversation. We are. We, we actually, it was a first time. It's like a first edit bet, this one. Oh, really? That went over. One approved, time. done. One Bosh. time hit. That's how confident we are. And obviously, our bet could come in last week because the line was voided. We bet Sorry, Sky people, bet. I'm not well. I did, did warn you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've gone, um, in the six o'clock game, we've gone the Tennessee Titans plus seven and a half points. Um, then we've gone over 43 and a half points in the San Francisco New England, New Orleans Saints game. And then on the late game, we've gone for... Um, over 37.5 points in the Eagles and Packers and that pays just under 2 to 1 lovely stuff good work and just in time for the 2 minute warning which means it's time for Utter Punts of the Week nominations I'm going first and I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers good as my Utter Punt of the Week Aaron Rodgers 
has taken to trying to get the best out of his teammates by screaming at them at every opportunity. And do you know what, Aaron? That doesn't always get the best out of people. Sometimes people need an arm around the shoulder. Sometimes they need some quiet encouragement. They don't always need screaming out and telling that they're useless. Aaron Rodgers, utter punt of the week. Okay, so I'm going to go for somebody who actually really like, Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles. Uh, simple reason, he walked off on Sunday, giving it to the crowd, saying, that shit's for Frank Reich, because he used to be the offensive coordinator in there with for Frank Reich. Now, Nick, if that was for Frank Reich, you just beat Jeff Saturday's Colts by one point after being 30 points down, making Jeff Saturday look like the new Bill Belichick. Yeah. If you're going to make a point... <laughs> Make a different point, Nick, and focus on your own team because you've got a chance of doing something and don't get embroiled in this nonsense. Utter punt. Dave. So my choice is actually someone I've not picked before, but is somebody who I'm hopeful this annoys Dan. Uh, I'm picking Zach Wilson as my utter punt of the week on account of the fact that he, Kirk Cousins, did after the Jets-Patriots game. And when asked, did he feel like he'd let the defence down, a defence which held the Patriots to three points until the final play of the game, he answered no, aggressively. After in his, a way which suggested it was somebody else's fault, right? I mean, Zach, have some self-awareness. Be aware of the fact that even if you think that someone else has done you over, even if you feel you got let down by your play caller, publicly lead. Publicly understand the fact that you are the leader of that team. Therefore, you are ultimately accountable for what they do, how they get on. And you... I've got to say, there's some serious daddy issues from us on on this this week, isn't there? We're all very upset about the leadership of some of these these men. Brilliant stuff. Dan, it's always a pleasure to have you along. Thank Thank you very much indeed. Dave, always a pleasure to have you along. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. And we will be back, as always, next week on Utter Punts, where we will look back at this week and ahead to week 13. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and share us with a friend. See you next week.